You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Steve Saifan, Executive Vice President of Saifan. With the COVID-19 pandemic affecting industries worldwide, keeping the supply chain moving has never been more important. At the heart of that supply chain are truckers who pick up, deliver, and drop off their products with receivers all over the country. But with the pandemic's requirements for social distancing, how do truckers keep themselves safe? Steve Saifan, Executive Vice President for Saifan, has a very simple idea that may help keep drivers healthy by keeping them in their trucks as much as possible. Joining me today on the Inbound Logistics Podcast is Executive Vice President of Saifan, Steve Saifan. Steve, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you for allowing me. It's great to have you. By the way, uh, how is everything going with you guys today there? Well, we're doing well. I mean, we've made provisions. Uh, We've got about 70% of our force working from home, uh, other than drivers, obviously. And we've got the the rest of the team, we believe, prepared, uh, if needed, to be able to work from home. Uh, So we follow the guidelines on the social distancing and have food brought in every day. <clears throat> on all five shifts so people don't have to uh, exit the building unless they want to or need to. We're very blessed. Excellent, excellent. Uh, let's get into uh, Saifan itself. Uh, it, like I said, Saifan does have a, an interesting history. Tell us a little bit about the company's beginnings uh, and then a little bit about yourself too and, and uh, your work in the industry and where Saifan is today for our audience. Well, I, I would think our story is probably like 85% of the small business um, and we're small business, uh, at least in my opinion, started. We started in the house trailer um, back in 1984. Uh, my dad had worked at one of the poultry plants, um, other companies prior, but uh, he saw the opportunity in transportation. And um, out of the high school, me and my brother joined my dad uh, with a company called Turbo Logistics. And we're blessed to have that company for 23 years. And it grew from a house trailer to probably 300 or 350 people, a couple hundred trucks. We sold that company uh, in 06. My dad had a double lung transplant, and they didn't know if he was going to make it, and we didn't want it without my dad. So long story short, fast forward, our non-compete ended. We opened back up in 11 under our last name, and then we were blessed last year to pass our 23rd year at Turbo uh, because we were able to get a lot of our staff back um, nothing wrong with corporate, um, nothing wrong with family business. It's two different environments, very similar but different in other ways. And, and uh, we focus on food stuff um, as well as um, a lot of the auto industry, which is obviously down right now, so we're feeling that. Um, a lot of exports with the parts in Canada, Mexico, um, both in and out. Um, but the food stuff we stay true to. Uh, my dad said in 1984, we're going to focus on food stuff. When things are good, people eat, and when things are tough, people eat. So uh, may not be buying uh, TVs or you know whatever non-essentials, but they're going to eat. Uh, we all are. So that's our focus. Um, we do a lot with the the um, three different um, we'll call them postal divisions between UPS and FedEx and the post office for a small company like us, and they're still pushing. Uh, a lot of that is food stuff. Um, but um, we've been blessed. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, about uh, things being tough. Uh, we're definitely in a uh, challenging situation uh, right now with uh, COVID-19. Uh, but people in the transportation sector have really risen to the challenge. Now, what do you think makes uh, transportation professionals, from drivers to warehouse staff to supply chain managers, what makes them want to step up and answer that call? Well, 
in my opinion, is an example of most all Americans, even from 9-11. We step up, and, and we step up when nobody notices, and we step up in storms like this. But our drivers um, live a very good life but a very tough life. And when I say ours, I mean America's and across the world. Um, they're on the road a lot, um, but I feel a sense of pride, or I see a sense of pride in our drivers, when I say ours, I mean the country, um, on being able to provide what is needed, um, whether it's snowing or ice or, or thunderstorms or corona uh, or hurricanes. I mean, I think we've all witnessed time and time again that the, the heroes, um, which are not just the medical people, they are very much heroes, um, but the truck drivers that get it there, um, and, and they're going into the storm. I mean, we got drivers going into the hot spots, and, and they don't hesitate. I mean, they want to be safe, and we've got um, a lot of protocols in place uh, that we're following and trying to be creative on to make sure they have masks and gloves and uh, the sprays uh, that um, disinfect their trucks uh, to the best of our ability. Um, but they are, I mean, they're, they're servant leaders, in my opinion. Mm. Well, can we get into that a little bit? What are you doing with uh, with Cyfan uh, and contract drivers to help flatten the curve? Well, uh, more than just flatten the curve to, to get rid of it as best we can, mm. is, is we're, we're recommending, um, and our shippers and receivers have been very receptive, um, not across the board because any change is change, is difficult. But in, in my opinion, if we can keep the drivers in the truck, now, they're going to get out at Walmart or Kroger or wherever they get their grocery supplies from, and they got to take showers. But when they pull into one of our food suppliers or distributors, if we can keep them in the truck, um, not only does it keep the driver safe, but it keeps everybody in that plant safe from where that driver's been. So traditionally, getting out of the truck, going into shipping or receiving, and, and, uh, and well, personal, um, and want to talk and, and meet each other, um, if we can minimize that by either passing the bills through the window uh, or what we're capable of doing is do everything electronically. Um, the, the traditional way of signing the bill of lading can be done electronically. Um, there's lots of things we can do and probably will have to do it, it, until and if this pass, not if, when it passes, um, that, that minimizes the touch. You know, our drivers go through 10 to 14 states in a week, and they're pulling into a customer in Columbus, Ohio. Well, all those families are probably staying in Columbus, Ohio. So why do we want that driver in their office? Why don't we just keep him in the truck? Um, our customers have been great at having uh, restroom facilities. Um, nobody likes porta potties, but they're better than nothing. Um, but trying to keep them out of the office um, and exposing their team and their families, possibly. Um, let's just be safe. Sure. How is it working out so far with them, with your drivers, I mean? Well, I, I talked to every one of our drivers, and we don't have a ton of drivers. We're a small company last week. Um, and and I got some very good input um, from them that, obviously, unless I'm there, I don't know. I, I hear what the sales team is telling me. I hear what our contact is telling me, but the people on the line, the people at the dock, um, like you go into stores now, they got the plexiglass up. They're only letting X people in the office at a time, keeping a, that distance of six feet plus. Um, they've got uh, hand sanitizers. Uh, they have, like I said, porta potties rather than going into a restroom that you know everybody uses. I mean, 
four months ago you'd have 20 drivers in one office, and now you don't. Um, and, and that's a testimony to our customers and, and our suppliers uh, of protecting their families and teams as well as ours, which are all the same in my book. Did you hear uh, concerns from your drivers uh, prior to all of this uh, about their safety? Not not a whole lot. I mean, they're warriors. And I, I don't mean to be um, poetic with that word. Um, they do their job. And, um, yes, they, they would question if I'm going into a hot spot, you know, do we know what, what we're going to face when we get there and do our due diligence and, and get the protocol and reassure them um, to the best of our ability that it's going to be safe. Um, and we've not had one situation uh, where a driver said, I won't go there. You know, we do have drivers that don't want to run in certain areas. Well, that was before the pandemic, you know. It's just where they like to run. But, uh, no, they, they, they're warriors. You want to keep them safe. You want to keep them in their trucks how, did you anticipate any resistance from, from shippers or receivers? Uh, yes. I mean, because any change uh, is change, and change is difficult. I mean, uh, the way I read the law, and I'm not an attorney, is you have to have a signed bill of lading. Uh, the way it's written now in the contracts, if you don't have a signed bill of lading, you have no proof of delivery um, via the, the shipper, receiver, or driver, or a combination of all of them. Well, we can do that electronically, and a few of our customers have been doing that, but but 85% don't. So trying to get over the hurdle of maybe electronic transmission of this load received, I mean, the driver usually breaks the seal and witness the seal number with the receiver. To me, that's not necessary. We, we trust our receivers. Let them break the seal. You know, let them open the doors. Let the driver back in. I mean, he can witness the seal if he pulls into the guard shack without interaction. Or he can get out and interact with the people in the plant, which which probably is not a great idea right now. Right. Uh, now, you've talked with uh, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp about this as well. What's his level of, of support or endorsement? Um, you know, I, I don't know Brian real well, but I've got to know him pretty well uh, over the last year. Uh, his plate's full. I mean, it's, uh, transportation is a piece of his plate, uh, a very important piece. Uh, but he's got a whole lot going on, so... Uh, in talking with him, and I'm paraphrasing, he has a staff uh, who are also in contact with that is involved with the transportation uh, in and out of Georgia. And in my opinion, he's done a very good job. Nobody can predict what's perfect. I mean, what what is that? Uh, of trying to protect uh, not just the people in Georgia, but where we're going to. Uh, he's he's open to ideas and suggestions. So yeah, he he's been very responsive in, in that aspect. Um, and not to be redundant, but on the same principles that we're all being told on how to be safe with the social distancing, washing your hands. Uh, every driver we talk to, when we talk to them, we ask them, how do you feel? Do you feel like you got a fever? Um, if you do, you know, let us know, and then we got a protocol for that. Um, and, of course, 99.99% of the time, no, I'm fine, and they are fine. Um, but, but just asking that question and, and letting them know it's okay if you let us know if there's a problem so we can work through that. Right. What do you think it would take for your initiative to uh, be enacted nationwide? Uh, personally, um, I think it would take Trump and his administration um, to enact, again, I'm not an attorney, um, an initiative that says um, something like, uh, I'm a high school grad, so take this for um, the wrong wording probably. 
that drivers are not allowed out of their truck uh, or are not allowed into shipping or receiving offices, not because they're bad people, they're great people, uh, but why have that cross-possible contamination when a, a company in Columbus, Ohio, or Gainesville, Georgia, um, our folks are staying in this area, but we got drivers coming in from all over the country. Why we want to expose our our families or his or her families to that? We could do it, like I've already said, you know, either through the window, which does have a touch, but but it's not multiple touches. Mm-hmm. And guidelines are changing on this whole thing every day, so uh, we're not even sure how, when it'll. Uh, start tapering off, right? But do you see this as being a temporary action or something that uh, would continue after the pandemic is over? Well, for safety, I think it should continue. Um, it only makes sense to me to continue it and, and make it better now. But as technology has shown us, I mean, back in the 80s, everything was done on a handshake over the phone, very little paperwork. Um, other than the bill of ratings, and now electronics have taken over where we get, and most companies get their shipments electronically. <clears throat> I believe that we're moving towards and could easily move towards having uh, not everything, but most things done electronically, even from the driver arriving to pick up or delivery. Uh, once he gives his pickup number or delivery number, they confirm that he's the right driver with the right load. Um, he doesn't have to get out of his truck and sign anything or perform any unloading or get on the dock. Um, let's, let's use technology um, that exists today and, and keep people safe. It also will be more efficient. It will save time. Uh, looking a little bit wider, uh, what effects have you seen uh, on the industry overall? Um, I said it earlier, um, but, but the you know, I think we're all essential. I know we're all essential, uh, but when we define the word essential, in my perspective, it's food and shelter and, and a family uh, and faith, uh, more importantly. Um, but everything we consume, you know, we either need or want, so define essential. There would be an unlimited definition if you ask 100 people. Uh, you'll get a lot of different answers other than food and shelter, but um, well, the, the, the major companies and the small companies that supply the major companies, which are huge, uh, that are shut down right now, uh, the ripple effect of this, and I have no crystal ball, nobody does, um, is it, probably going to be a year or two down the road. Um, and we're resilient. I mean, in my opinion, this country is very resilient. The people are very resilient. We'll rebound quick. Um, but it's our, our duty to uh, help each other. Um, the last estimates I heard, roughly 80-plus percent of, of the supply chain are small companies like us. Um, a lot of the big, big carriers are very valuable, um, but you know, they don't show up, nor do we, uh, in the scheme of things, um, compared to the small businesses. And I think our, our administration has done a great job, um, personal experience, in helping to protect the small companies with um, the new programs they put out with the PPP and so forth. And it, it, it's a struggle because it's new and it's huge. Uh, it's a, I mean, 300 million people try to figure that out, um, how to get that to them. Um, but that can only last so long. I mean, we're going to have to pick our 
pull our britches up and put our boots on and go back to work and figure out the safest way to do that. Um, I'm thankful to be in transportation and be a part of what they call essential, but I think we're all essential. Yeah. Well, uh, we we definitely think that uh, your initiative is an admirable one, uh, particularly to take care of, like you said, the the heroes that uh, are uh, getting behind the wheel and and doing an essential job that uh, helps uh, serve so many. Where can our audience go to find out more about how SciFan is responding to the crisis? Well, social media uh, obviously is good and and maybe not so good sometimes, um, but we, we're obviously on social media. Uh, we have a website under our name. Um, my email address is steve.siphon at siphoncorp.com. Um, if you go to our website, my, my cell phone number's on there, my, my main number's on there, and I don't even pretend to have the answers. I, I got ideas, um, but I think the more, and people are already doing it, um, ideas we can come up with way past the ideas that we've come up with uh, to make it safer uh, through this trial uh, and this tragedy we're in um, of the storm. But even after it's over, what, what do we learn from it? Um, and what can we do better tomorrow in case another one hits to make sure we're as protected as possible um, to minimize that, the impact of that one? Steve Siphon, thank you so much for taking some time out to talk. Uh, best of luck to Siphon. Best of luck to you. Stay safe, all right? I'll do it. Remember this, faith over fear. We didn't, we didn't create that one, but we've adopted it. Faith over fear. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash get il. That's bit dot L-Y slash get underscore I-L and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, Get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.